Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is the 24th day of September in this, the year 2021. And today I will be talking about the trustworthiness of government in many areas, but primarily, specifically, the area of COVID-19 and the vaccines that the government insists we accept. My premise is that those who refuse the vaccine do not trust the government, at least not as much as those who accept the vaccine. So let's look at what trusting the government often does for us. The Castle family this week is both happy and sad as the family daughter, her husband and her dog have returned to the grand, glorious city of angels. After 10 days with her parents, we saw her for the first time in two years. We will endeavor to keep that from happening again. My desire would be for the family daughter to flee from grand and glorious Los Angeles, California, for just about anywhere world, but that is up to her and her husband. I will start my topic of government trustworthiness with a look at my own city of Memphis, Tennessee, as reported by the Memphis Commercial Appeal, our daily newspaper. This article was front page headline on Wednesday the 22nd, which was by coincidence the first day of fall. Headline, quote, they need to take this vaccination. Less than half of Memphis police and fire departments are vaccinated, end quote. Well, my premise then would be that critical members of the city government do not buy into what the government is attempting to sell them, i.e. the vaccine is safe and effective. Continuing the quote from the article, the Memphis police and fire departments are less than 50% vaccinated. And trail Shelby County's overall vaccination rate according to data from the city of Memphis. The data shows that vaccine hesitancy is widespread among the city's first responders and other city staff, end quote. Well, let's pause for a moment for me to say that hesitancy is an objectionable word because refusal would be more accurate. These people are out there on the front lines dealing with all kinds of people every day, and they are not hesitant. They are refusing in mass numbers. So, continuing the quote, City solid waste employees are 37% vaccinated. Parks and neighborhoods, 40% vaccinated. City data showed Shelby County has a 51.7% vaccination rate over a much larger group of people, end quote. Yes, that 51.7% does include all primarily white suburbs, while the Memphis number is just city employees in a 67% black city. You're about to see that the city council did not take these numbers like gentlemen and gentlewomen. Quote, the city employee vaccination rate sparked an angry outburst from Memphis City Councilman Edmund Ford Sr., who told the city administration it needs to mandate vaccinations, something Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland has not done. End quote. Oh, yes, go ahead and follow your leader down the road to losing 50% of your police and fire protection. That makes perfect sense, Councilman. If you don't believe me, let New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago serve as guides for the wisdom of that approach. Continuing the quote now. Quote, everyone needs to wake the hell up, Ford said, in a monologue from the council dais after Alex Smith, the city's head of human resources, told the council the city's vaccination rate is about 50%, presented department-level vaccination data, shut this place down or lay their asses off, Ford told Smith during a council committee hearing where she presented vaccination stats for the city's 
8,200 full and part-time employees, end quote, we're living in an age of paralyzing fear, not just here in Memphis, but everywhere. When people live in fear, they will submit to all kinds of mischief. Just to feel a little bit safer, governments are more than happy to take advantage of that fear to advance their own power and control over the people they are supposed to serve and protect. For example, the nation of Austria not only mandates the vaccines, but if you are not vaccinated, you are denied social services. If you are laid off due to government restrictions, you are not vaccinated, you're denied unemployment compensation. I might add, as an aside here, folks, that that doesn't matter how many decades you've paid into their social system. Right now, the City of Memphis administration has not taken a definitive stance on whether it intends to mandate the vaccines for all employees or not. It seems to me that the mayor and the city council are waiting for OSHA at the direction of the president to bail them out of this dilemma by applying the 100-employee private company doctrine to cities. At that point, the vaccine could be mandated, and if half the police quit, well, they just point to the president and OSHA and say, this chaos is on them, folks, not us. I've chosen to use my own city as an example. But the truth is, it's happening almost everywhere. Memphis is a great place to live, work, raise a family. The leadership of this city led us through the year of riots unscathed. That was no small thing. Working together with the leaders of various religious faiths, it somehow worked out, at least for now. Looking at statistics for almost two years, reading my local newspaper, as well as many national publications, has convinced me of a few things, folks. Most people believe that cloth masks work, that children are dying by the thousands from COVID, and that vaccines will stop the spread. But as in many professions, those people on the front lines usually have a view that others do not have. Memphis is not the only place where a majority of frontline city employees are not vaccinated. The Los Angeles Police Department and fire unions are standing together to resist the mandates of the governor and the mayor of Los Angeles. The policies of the state of California, especially the city of Los Angeles, has brought about the literal ruination of that city. I doubt that once beautiful place will ever return to anything resembling normal crime is rampant due in part to bail reform, which has released thousands of felons onto the streets to commit new crimes for which, if caught, they are quickly released again. Tens of thousands of homeless people live in camps on the streets of downtown Los Angeles. It is so bad that part of the city has been declared a typhus danger zone. Typhus, folks. Typhus is a disease that is common in the steaming jungles of the Far East. It is spread through lack of sanitation, hot, unsanitary air, along with filth and human waste left in public on the streets where people walk. And until now, typhus has been unheard of in the United States. Very contagious, very dangerous. It has now infected police officers and other frontline people in the City of Angels. The people of California just voted not to recall Governor Gavin Newsom, so I guess, I assume, they believe in government. They have confidence in government, although government has turned the state into a third-world hellhole for many. I don't get it, folks. I don't get it, but that's why I don't live in California. It seems that in some states, government sees its job as making 
life for, as difficult for the residents of that state as possible. California is not alone in its effort to commit suicide by government. New York joins California as a leader in bail reform, and as a result, murder other violent crimes are soaring once the greatest city in the world, the capital of the world. New York is now almost unlivable thanks to the government, thanks to COVID policy, not the virus, but the reaction to the virus by the government. It has closed thousands of stores and restaurants. No one can enter any building open to the public unless they have a certificate of vaccination. Your papers, please. Your papers is now a common and accepted phrase on the streets of the city of New York. The riots of 2020 left the city devastated. Stores along the famed miles of Fifth Avenue boarded up even Macy's of Herald Square. Was looted. Government would not permit confronting the rioters, so the police just stood down. Coupled the riots with bail reform, which released thousands of prisoners and drug addicts to wander the streets, victimizing and terrorizing people. What you have is a mass exodus. New York continues to lose its tax base as more and more people vote with their feet and their pocketbooks. Take away the excitement, the culture, the theater, the restaurants. What you have left is a government-created, dark, dirty, expensive, and very difficult place to live. Like Los Angeles, I don't see New York coming back anytime soon, if ever. The people who left during the virus lockdown and discovered they could work from home as well as in a box in a Wall Street skyscraper. They discovered something else as well. Work from home did not have to be home in New York City. They could work from home in Nashville, Austin, or Orlando and get the same or better pay with much better living conditions and a tiny fraction of the expense. Even Massachusetts, the bastion of progressive thought in government, is suffering some of the same problems. Government thought it would be able to impose vaccine mandates on city employees without objection. After all, who would be opposed to the government's efforts to keep us all safe by administering a safe and effective drug into our bodies? Well, the same frontline city employees objected. They're now fighting the city of Boston to resist the vaccine mandates. These are people out there out there interact, interacting with all kinds of people every day, yet they do not want the vaccine. Perhaps they have learned something that frontline nurses have also learned, and that is that the whole campaign of intimidation and coercion is based on lies. Lies instead of science and well-researched facts. Follow the science, they're told. Believe the science. Well, they've seen what the vaccines do. They've heard the government's science. They're not buying it. Science bought and paid for is not science in any objective sense, just more government corruption. Stack all the problems I just mentioned on top of toxic lockdowns and mandates due to misguided vaccine policies. What you get is a recipe for disaster, for hopelessness and despair in their cities. Despair in the cities, but not in Congress, because the People's House wants to exempt itself from the mandates. Meantime, their members, their staff, their other departments will be exempt, and why not? Congress is legislative, not executive, so the president has no legal control over them. Maybe members of Congress realize that the mandates are not about safety at all, or health, or even the virus, but instead they are about the passport, the vaccine passport. Finally, folks, 
No, I do not trust government. I do not trust the ones who brought us the Vietnam War, the end of the gold standard with its inevitable inflation, the war on poverty, the war on cancer, the war on drugs, the war on terror, the war in Iraq, the 20-year war, and one-week withdrawal from Afghanistan, now the war on COVID-19. It seems that with each succeeding war, we end up with more and more of the enemy. No, I don't trust government, folks, not at all. I don't trust them to put something in my body that has no legal liability. If it kills me or maims me for life, at least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle.